Now, I don't know if you're like me, Helen, but I've got quite vivid memories of travelling by train between Melbourne and Adelaide on the overland, going to see my grandparents, both with the family and a few times when I was a bit older, solo. Uh, This was in the 60s and plane travel was costly, but I really enjoyed the overnight train. Well, um, I'm not the only one. It seems Mike Smith uh, loves it too, and he introduces his friend Dr Dorian Mode, who recorded his reminiscence of his time travelling the southern aurora. Sit back and be transported back in time to the age of slow travel. Today, we introduce to Travel Writers Radio, Dorian Mode, a multi-award winning jazz musician, composer, author, and for many years, travel writer contributing to such magazines as the NRMA Open Road and the Australian Traveller. In his travels, Dorian has covered the length and breadth of Australia, from the Red Centre and the tropical north to the coast, and to his home on the New South Wales Central Coast. Today, however, Doran has swapped the car keys and air tickets for a fare aboard the legendary Southern Aurora, a train which for 24 years, from 1962 to 1986, whisked passengers, some in first class, on the line between Sydney and Melbourne. With carriages restored on behalf of the vintage rail journeys, Doran climbed on board for a trip down memory lane and even found him time to interview the current owners of the famous iconic train during his later venture. Here is Dorian's report. The Southern Aurora was a renowned train service in Australia that operated between 1962 and 2003. It was the premier overnight train that linked Sydney and Melbourne, providing passengers with a luxurious mode of travel. The Southern Aurora was known for its distinctive streamlined design and high quality service featuring spacious sleeping cars, an elegant dining car where passengers dressed in their 1960 suits, twin set and pearls, could enjoy gourmet meals with a glass of Moselle or Claret. This train was a symbol of sophistication and convenience making it the perfect choice for mid-century travellers. Unfortunately in 2003 the service was discontinued due to increased competition from air travel. But for vintage tragics like me, the Southern Aurora evokes a bygone era of luxury train travel that we can't resist. I'm here with Simon and Danielle who own this train. Uh, Guys, how did this all start? Well, it was kind of an accident on my part. I um, accidentally bought seven carriages and so had to report to Danielle, look, I'm sorry I bought a train. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I was a silent investor in somebody else's project and unfortunately that didn't flow through the way that it was hoped to um, and so we ended up actually stepping into the breach um, and very, very rapidly learning all of the complexities of running a, a sleeping train with a dining car and a lounge car and, you know, all the off-train experiences that you'd expect from a slow rail cruise around regional New South Wales. Mm. Have you ever done that before? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's your background? Well, we used to joke that we had been on a few holidays. We'd been on a couple of planes and we'd gone to restaurants and we'd stayed at hotels. And then all of a sudden we owned a 150-bed hotel with two dining carriages and, and uh, two lounges, bars and, and all of the things that go into that. But really, so I used to be an accountant. And I was a career public servant. Yep, and you know, I had, had a pretty successful accounting firm, 
So I'd been fortunate enough to be able to sell that um, and had spent about five years being retired. Um, and travelling the world. Really, travelling the world and particularly we're very keen amateur musicians. We play in brass bands and um, big bands and we'd actually been in northern France. We were commemorating the fallen from the First World War um, with brass bands in uh, Amiens and areas around there. Even. What do you play? I play bass trombone. And Danielle, what do you play? I play the trumpet or the cornet. So with my brass band, it's a cornet. So we were really privileged to be able to do that with our friends to um, go into France. And then Simon and I continued that. We were able to go overseas quite a lot. And in fact, we were in France when the great auction auction happened. Danielle might have thought, (laughs) I said, I think it's going to rain. But actually, I said... I think I bought a train. Uh, <laughs> so, honestly, it's and, not every day you can say and, your boyfriend accidentally bought, bought a train. train. And funnily enough, it was the 2nd of August um, 2017 that the auction occurred right. and the Southern Aurora finished operating on the 2nd of August. So, you know, it's uh, I guess a bit of serendipity. Mm-hmm. So I have actually had a railway interest all my life. My dad gave me the disease. Um, and so I've been around model railways and... You know, he'd taken me on many, many rail tours and to many museums. And I don't know, we did have a holiday where I think... It, I thought it was pretty reasonable. Out of 33 days that we were in the UK, we only visited 11 rail museums. Now, I think that's pretty fair and reasonable. Oh, now it comes out. Now it comes Apparently out. not so true. Um, so, yeah, look, none of our friends... You say that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I, I think when um, we tell people, oh, Simon bought a train, people, are, at first they look at you quizzically and then they went, oh, Oh, yeah, Simon. You can kind of understand that from someone like Simon. We had done a little bit of restoration. We own um, an ex-Govy cottage in Canberra, which a lot of Canberrans will understand. So we renovated her, and we also own a, uh, a wooden ferry who's just over 100 years old, and we renovated her and restored her and put her back in the water. So we'd done a couple of restoration projects. Tell us about the restoration of the train. Yeah. So... I guess it, that started while we were overseas. So Danielle had just retired from the public service and we were spending seven months travelling overseas. Um, and so the, the work started with um, a, a company in Lithgow uh, and they did absolutely terrific work. Um, and then we got back to Australia in January, uh, by which time the it previous... Became clear yeah, that the we had to step in. wasn't going yeah, to, to yeah. happen. So, I mean, I guess if we talk about the sort of work that has to be done to bring carriages into operation, so this, this, you know, there's a, a schedule of maintenance that these things have. So their, their life cycle is infinite. They're so well built in New South Wales, I might say. They're so well built in New South Wales that they'll actually last forever. Um, and so, you know, you just go through the maintenance regime. So in, in service every 10 to 12 years, you would strip down the bogies that carry the wheels. You would um, re- check all of the pins and bushes that are in the brake gear and replace those that need replacing. So there's over 100 pins in the bro- bogies and they all need to be inspected and the bushes Take me right back to the track, Jack. As I watch the blonde countryside of the New South Wales Central West scroll past my window, I find myself reflecting on what I truly love about train travel. There's a romance to it. 
a sense of nostalgia that's hard to find on a Jetstar flight to Bali. I guess what sets train travel apart is the subtle changes in landscape, the gradual transition from one scene to another, from city to countryside and back again. This is a journey unto itself. But most of all, I like the solitude and contemplation that trains offer. In a world dominated by screens and digital distractions, the absence of a screen in my life is a welcome respite, while the gentle motion and symphony of the metallic landscape become a backdrop to my thoughts. When you introduce a vintage train into the equation, it magnifies the enchanting ambience of romance and nostalgia. It awakens a longing for a gentler era, a time when life was unhurried and the pursuit of instant gratification was not the prevailing ethos. Vintage trains transport us to a bygone world, inviting us to immerse ourselves in the timeless beauty of a more deliberate and contemplative journey. It's no wonder that trains have been the backdrop for so many cinematic tales and why so few films are set on buses. Trains are kinetic art. Take me right back to the track. That was Dr. Dorian Mode, introduced by travel writer Mike Smith on his love for the now-departed Southern Aurora. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.